Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Hello, my little creeps. It is spooky season. I have been waiting for this all year long. For the entire month of October, we will have a special collection of spooky tales to give you chills as the temperature drops and the nights get longer. And as we all get ready for this special kind of hauntings that happen at Halloween. So get ready, everyone. This is the first of our spooky season stories. It is called Forever Dead Love. And ladies, Always remember to be careful who you go home with because you never know what secrets he might be keeping. And also, my darlings, if you're interested in hearing about how and why I do what I do, head over to A New Look on Books and check out my guest post where I talk about the creepy things we do together. I'll post the link in the episode notes so you can go read more about us. It was night when he brought me home after a whirlwind romance full of dancing in rooftop bars and experimental cocktails that smoked and burned all the way down, down to my toes, sore from the dancing. I'd never met another man who'd made me laugh so hard with his wild tales and his wild eyes and his even more wild hands, holding and exploring and letting go at just the right times. I'd always loved to dance, you see, dancing in my room, the radio up loud, dancing in clubs with faceless women and men, but I'd never had a partner who kept up with me. Not until him. Even though we were tired, we enjoyed the things we did in the dark that night. Wonderful, monstrous things. When we woke, the day was half gone, We drank coffee and ate stale croissants and spent the rest of the day much how we spent the night before until we were sore and tired and slept some more. You don't have to go, 
he said to me when we finally woke again, the clouds drifting hazily through the fall sky so that even the day looked like night. Stay with me, he said. And so I stayed some more in his large old house. It was creaky and full of secrets. The storm never seemed to end. You don't need to go outside, he said. We have everything we need in here. And so I learned how to use his old stove, how to add wood to the drafty fireplaces. The house had sweaters in old wardrobes. It seemed to have everything I needed. Before I knew it, a week had passed and we still hadn't left the house. The rain kept coming, pouring down outside, dragging the leaves down with it. Groceries arrived in soggy paper bags. Wet paper smells so foul. Or maybe it was the plants dying. The smell of dead things was everywhere. It's like that in the fall. He had a large green house with walls of glass, condensation dripping down, green and slippery. There were plants in there I'd never seen before, green and lush and thick. Some of them had thorns. Vines climbed up the walls, entwined and snaked down old wooden table legs. He had pots and jars of thick green liquid, bubbling and viscous. Plant food, he answered absently when I asked. He started spending a lot of time in the greenhouse. I woke one night and he wasn't in bed. There was a woman laying in the bed next to me, tall and lithe and naked, with long dark hair and eyes like the sea at night. She writhed in the bed as if transported in the greatest ecstasy. I watched uncomfortably aware of her beauty. I felt plain next to her, short and boring. I didn't wonder why she was there. I knew I must be dreaming. Her eyes focused on me and her face twisted in rage, seeing me there in her bed. She hissed her skin luminous in the dark, and she sat up and lunged at me, her hands like claws raking at my face, pulling at my hair. Except she didn't. She passed right through me, and then she was gone. The next morning, he was in bed with me when I woke. Did you get up last night? I asked, but he hadn't. Let's go out, I said. 
Let's go dancing. He said he couldn't leave his work. Instead, he put on an old record player he found somewhere, and we danced. We danced in a great empty room while the rain slid down the house like tears. Why can't we leave the house? I remember coming here, so there must have been a place I lived before, but it's slipping away from me. My days are empty and my nights are filled with him, filled with his body in mine. She visited me again last night, standing over the bed, still naked, always naked, her long, dark hair streaming down her body. She looked at me with hate roiling in her eyes, and she tried to wrap her skeletal fingers around my throat. I woke with bruises on my neck. I told him about her the next morning, but he just shook his head. You're tired. You just need more rest, he said. All I do is rest. I started looking around the house. There are women's clothes everywhere. Different sizes, different ages different styles. There are pictures on the walls, ancestors of his, all women. There are no pictures of him. I found him in his greenhouse yesterday, talking to himself. He does that a lot. He talks to the air when I'm not there. He didn't seem to notice when I came in and when I left. He looks younger, somehow. The lines on his handsome face are smoothing out. His skin is firmer. His beautiful skin. Everything in this house is old. I was 24 when I got here. I look like I'm 50 now. How long have I been here? It feels like it's been ages. But winter never comes. It's always fall. The time of dead things. Something ripped out a chunk of my hair earlier this morning while I read in the library. Get out! She whispered angrily in my ear. Get out of my house! She hissed. To be honest, I'd kind of like to. I tried to open the front door and it wouldn't open. I could barely touch it. He has been ignoring me lately. He stays in that greenhouse, tinkering, writing, getting younger while I age in here. My skin is wrinkling and I hurt to my very bones. Everything hurts. Everything hurts in here everything. She woke me again, her eyes desperate this time. He wasn't in bed, 
still. She opened her arms wide and pulled me in, her nipples hard against my lips, her hip bones jutting out just like mine do now. My long, dark hair tangles with hers and we are both glowing, writhing together in the night. We are the same now. He ignores us both. I walk through the greenhouse walls and look again at the jars and pots filled with their murky liquid contents. So many different colors of green swirling and smoking just like the drinks he ordered for me the night I met him. She holds my hand and whispers in my ear. Her lips are just as cold as mine and she strokes my back. I think I know why we can't leave the house. But he does. He leaves and comes back and I'm not surprised when he brings home a young woman a girl compared to us and he looks older again and he does his sexy older man act with her too just like he did with me I wonder how old he really is she sleeps in our bed with her young full breasts and her skin like milk and her hair like chocolate with caramel her lips so warm and pink. The woman wants to pinch and bite her, just like she did with me. But I have other ideas. I try whispering in the girl's ear, but she just sighs in her sleep and curls up closer to him, her hands reaching for him as he takes her hungrily, that hunger that is never satisfied, that hunger of his that I can still feel even now when I feel nothing. I try to tell her to leave while she still can, but the living never listen even as the ghosts circle her with their jealousy and the old ones cry soundlessly in the corners in the hidden rooms of this house i wonder how long it will take her to age i wonder when she will join us we will take her in our arms when he's done with her when he is young again and fat with her life, when he is done using her body and she is nothing but bones, bones that ache and hate just as we do, forever trapped in this house, forever, for the dead are always jealous of the living,